Section 57 of American Scenery, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Vern Seward. American Scenery, Volume 1, by Nathaniel Parker Willis. Hudson Highlands, from Bull Hill this view out from the gorge of the highlands presents a foreground of cliff and shadow with their reflections almost folded across the bosom of the river and the middle ground of the village of newburgh and the gently undulating country in the rear the blue and far-off line of the catskills shuts in the horizon there is some romantic scenery hidden among the undulations just mentioned embracing several small rivers and a romantic stream called murderer's creek a tributary of the hudson mr paulding in his new mirror for travellers gives the following interesting legend in explanation of the name little more than a century ago the beautiful region watered by this stream was possessed by a small tribe of indians which has long since become extinct or been incorporated by some other savage nation of the west three or four hundred yards from where the stream discharges itself into the hudson a white family of the name stacy had established itself in a log house by the tacit permission of the tribe to whom stacy had made himself useful by his skill in a variety of little arts highly estimated by the savages in particular a friendship existed between him and an old indian named naoman who often came to his house and partook of his hospitality the indians never forgive injury or forget benefit the family consisted of stacy his wife two children a boy and a girl the former five the latter three years old the legend goes on to say that naoman in grateful friendship gave the wife of stacy a secret warning that a massacre of the whites was resolved on exacting from her a solemn pledge of secrecy and advising instant escape across the river the daily visits of old naoman and his more than ordinary gravity had excited suspicion in some of the tribe who had accordingly paid particular attention to the movements of stacy one of the young indians who had kept on the watch seeing the whole family about to take to their boat ran to the little indian village about a mile off and gave the alarm five indians collected ran down to the riverside where the canoes were moored jumped in and paddled after stacy who by this time had got some distance out into the stream they gained on him so fast that twice he dropped his paddle and took up his gun but his wife prevented his shooting by telling him that if he fired and they were afterwards overtaken they would meet no mercy from the indians he accordingly refrained and plied his paddle till sweat rolled in big drops down his forehead all would not do they were overtaken within a hundred yards of the shore and carried back with shouts of yelling triumph when they got ashore the indians set fire to stacy's house and dragged himself his wife and children to their village here the principal old men and naomen among the rest assembled to deliberate the affair the chief among them stated that some one of the tribe had undoubtedly been guilty of treason in apprising stacy the white man of the design of the tribe whereby they took alarm and had well nigh escaped he proposed to examine the prisoners as to who gave the information the old men assented to this and naomen among the rest stacy was first interrogated by one of the old men who spoke english and interpreted it to the others 
stacy refused to betray his informant his wife was then questioned while at the same moment two indians stood threatening the two children with tomahawks in case she did not confess she attempted to evade the truth by declaring that she had a dream the night before which had alarmed her and that she had persuaded her husband to fly the great spirit never deigns to talk in dreams to a white face said the old indian woman thou hast two tongues and two faces speak the truth or thy children shall surely die the little boy and girl were then brought close to her and the two savages stood over them ready to execute their bloody orders wilt thou name said the old indian the red man who betrayed his tribe i will ask you three times the mother answered not wilt thou name the traitor this is the second time the poor woman looked at her husband then at her children and stole a glance at naoman who sat smoking his pipe with invincible gravity she wrung her hands and wept but remained silent wilt thou name the traitor tis the third and last time the agony of the mother waxed more bitter again she sought the eye of naoman who was cold and motionless a pause of a moment awaited her reply and the next moment the tomahawks were raised over the heads of the children who besought their mother not to let them be murdered stop cried naoman all eyes turned upon him stop repeated he in a tone of authority white woman thou hast kept thy word to me to the last moment i am the traitor i have eaten of the salt warmed myself at the fire shared the kindness of these christian white people and it was i who told them of their danger i am a withered leafless branchless trunk cut me down if you will i am ready a yell of indignation sounded on all sides naoman descended from the little bank where he sat shrouded his face with his mantle of skins and submitted to his fate he fell dead at the feet of the white woman by a blow of the tomahawk End of section 57